Hello, guys and girls. Welcome to episode 95 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or leave us a nice review on iTunes because that would really help us out. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, Put them in the chat. We'll try and answer as many questions as we can. Now it's time, of course, for me to introduce you to the team. First up, he's a record breaker, sneaker collector, matrix deep diver. He's my blonde head brother. So, of course, Nathy. How you doing, dude? You're right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed our new silent intro. It's, it was uh, a, it was silent. Yes. Oh, so yeah, you ha everyone had to sing along themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, everyone. Has I, a new I, I can hear it. Show. I, yeah, yeah. Sing along. It's like karaoke intro. Yeah. We don't have any lyrics though. Maybe we should make a new new <laughs> podcast intro where we have like we all sing together, like yeah. some kind of song. I don't know. Welcome to the F Reality Show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's my uh, that's some, my some, some some like a good American soap. So they, they probably just heard some like ASMR, like, you know, like some like soft breathing in the microphone. How is this? How is this for you now? <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyway, we digress. Um, sorry about the intro. No music, but it is what it is. We're here now. Hopefully you can hear us loud and clear. Uh, but let me introduce you to the next guy. This guy loves swinging <laughs> in VR, of course, uh, through the streets of Manhattan. It's the uh, web-slinging rowdy guy. Thanks for hosting the show last week, by the way. I think you did a great job. How are you doing? Man. You all right? I'm, I'm doing perfectly fine. Just a bit hot, you know? I just, I just put a t-shirt on, uh, you know, for, for good measure. But uh, yeah. it was only because Mike made me. Otherwise, I would be sitting here in my, was it my, my birth suit? <laughs> your birthday suit, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to see those nips. You don't want to see them. <laughs> His third nip. <laughs> He's got three. Um, Sadly, uh, Zim can't make it this week. He's uh, currently traveling home from Rotterdam after attending the Vertigo Games 10-year anniversary party last night. Uh, congratulations to Vertigo Games, by the way. It's an awesome milestone. Sadly, uh, Nathie and I couldn't make it, but Rowdy went to it and, and Zim was there as well. Uh, so looking forward to hearing more about that. Uh, if you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Mike. I'm host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got an interesting show for you today. We're going to be discussing the specs that were released this week for the HTC Vive Cosmos. They're sort of drip feeding them in slowly, teasing us with more information. Uh, Lord Gaben blesses us with the Steam Summer Sale. I give you some nice VR deals that you shouldn't miss. Uh, Nathie's going to give you the lowdown on the releases this week to look forward to uh, coming soon. And the main topic, of course, will be our hands-on first impressions of the one and only Valve Index. It's going to be extremely juicy indeed. So make sure you stay tuned for the end for our sort of roundtable sort of thoughts of the Valve Index. I think uh, you're going to enjoy that one. Uh, but let's start off by finding out what everyone played this week, their sort of highlight of the week. And uh, let's pass it over to Rowdy first uh, to see what he's been up to. Yeah, indeed. Like uh, like you said already, I uh, went to the uh, Vertigo 10-year anniversary, uh, which was um, a very fun event, actually. I had a, I had a lot of fun uh, just like hanging around. These guys have uh, set up a very, very nice event for us. Um, it's uh, 
it was it was just really nice to uh, to be trying out some of their new demos, to be meeting up with uh, Kaz and Cherry. Uh, Zim was there as well. You go virtual. There were a lot of creators that were there. And then, um, yeah, we got to try out some after the fall. Uh, we got to try mm. out uh, the a new DLC for Arizona Sunshine. Uh, oh, my volume is maybe a little bit on the low side still. Um, but uh, what we, what I wanted to talk about actually was the After the Fall demo. And that was uh, the one that I liked actually the most. Just because there was, um, uh, it was different from the things that they usually make. Vertical Games, they, uh, what they, what they, what you have with Arizona Sunshine is more like a like a slower pace, like, kind of like zombie game, um, um, and uh, it's more story driven. While if you have After the Fall, it felt much more like a like an arcade kind of style. Uh, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of the um, a lot more enemies, uh, very cool weapons. I have to say, like you have like a melee now as well. Uh, you have uh, a wrist rocket on there, so you can like when you like turn your hand, a very cool mechanic. Uh, it's like uh, you have like rockets that come fly out of your wrist. Very big enemies, very normal en- enemies, but um, yeah, I, I, I like that one. Uh, I was a little bit apprehensive because I know that we talked a lot about it. Like, uh, uh, it's more like an arcade kind of experience. Um, but I am looking forward now to playing it. Actually, um, it was a, a very fun demo. Not, none of none of the things that they've shown now are probably going to be in the game because it was more like a, a demo because they still are like right. like one and a half year away from publishing. Um, but uh, yeah, fun title. Yeah, very different from what they normally inter- do. In terms of like uh, the hardware that you used to demo it, was it like the Index or did you use the Rift uh, S? It was, it was, that one was done with the Rift S. Um, that was okay. d- done with the Rift S. Um, again, like, I mean, I got a Rift S myself as well. There's one thing I wanted to say about that. I absolutely hate like the cable hanging on the left side. Um, oh, I don't yeah, know man. why they chose to do that, um, but I really don't like that. It's like pulling my headset to the left constantly, and I had to like use like a little clip on the back to make it like sit there better. Uh, but yeah, I didn't yeah. I, I, even there because I first thought maybe I set it up wrong. But when they put it on my head there, um, it's uh, it was yeah, it was just weird uh, because it's constantly hanging yeah, to the I- left. Exactly. And I think that was one of the first things I did when the Rift S arrived was put a little bit of a Velcro strap at the back to put the cable management right mm. at the back. Because otherwise, like you say, it just hangs over your shoulder and gets in the way, especially if you're playing like intensive games like Beat Saber. It's super annoying. Yeah. Strange design choice, but it is what it is. And there was um, there was another title that I tried as well. I don't know if you guys know that the one is was um, the Cursed Corsair. Do you do you guys know that one? It's um no. I don't know if it's made by the same people as who made *The Fisherman's Tale*, but it's made by at least part of the of that team because it's very similar in terms of like uh, design-wise. Uh, you're also like a wooden puppet, uh, but it's uh, completely based on uh, location-based VR and arcades, so it's not available for consumers. But um, the the thing that they've done well is that it's co-op. So you have to actually play with multiple mm-hmm. people, uh, which was a very interesting because I played it together with uh, with uh, with Zim, um, and what I basically found out was that uh, they still used the scaling kind of thing. So you still had the scale that was adjusting, uh, and um, uh, I was the big guy, of course, and Zim was a small one, uh, and you could like also like you know, mess mess around with those kind of things. So uh, yeah, I I really liked that title. So that was called the uh, the Cursed Corsair, and is that a title coming soon, or is that out already? I have no idea when that title is exactly coming out. 
but mm -hmm. uh, they're okay. working on it now and then um they uh are only gonna release it for arcades and for location-based vr Oh, that's a shame because uh, it sounds like a really cool concept. And, you know, I love The Fisherman's Tale. So to play a game like that in co-op sounds like a really interesting uh, concept. Um, cool. And you also got to try the Arizona Sunshine DLC, DLC. Is it, uh, called The Damned. Um, uh, yeah, correct. Yeah. The Damned DLC. Um, very cool. I played that on the Rift S as well. Uh, very much in a similar kind of style. Uh, only I now had the, the impression that there were actually, um, uh, well, under the impression you have multiple people there so in arizona sunshine you were constantly following like a radio signal there was you were never talking to anyone really and um in in the damned what they basically did is that you have a, a radio feedback coming in from people that are actually listening um uh, uh telling you what to do you're you're a soldier you need to like get to certain points you need to get to an elevator it was only a 15 minute demo so i don't really know how much of the story is there they said that they are doing about two to three hours in total that they mm -hmm. that they want to aim for so it's their biggest uh dlc yet um but yeah um seems like if you enjoyed Arizona Sunshine, it seems very much in a similar kind of trend that they're going. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I played the Dead Man DLC. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, and apparently this is like a precursor to that DLC. So, you know, your job is to power on the power plant to then ultimately like launch a nuke which happens in the dead man dlc so it's like almost like a prequel to the the other dlc that they made uh but hopefully uh, this one has more outdoor areas because i think that was what mm -hmm. i didn't like so much about the dead man dlc it wasn't as bright and vibrant as the original game was because obviously it took place a lot outside um but yeah sounds like you had a lot of fun at the party uh, any sort of gossip did anyone get stupidly drunk and embarrass themselves yeah sim that's why he's not here oh, today <laughs> that's why he's not here of course yeah Zam still needs to wake up in the alleyway somewhere. And, uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah, I left yeah, him there. He, he's currently in a Dutch prison somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we can bail him out later after the show. Um, but no, that sounds like a lot of fun. If you've got any questions, by the way, for Rowdy, uh, any questions about uh, After the Fall or The Damned or uh, The Curse Corsair, which sounds interesting, then just drop them in the chat and we'll pick them up uh, as we go along. Yeah. Uh, but what about you then, Nathie? Uh, what, what have you been up to this week then, dude? Well, first of all, uh, I've been asking in the chat what everyone played. Uh, okay. Lost in Translation played the Spider-Man teaser, the Spider-Man uh, VR experience from the new uh, uh, movie. Um, also, we have uh, uh, Watto UK, who only played Flat Gaming this week. My God. Like, Shame. That, this is, this Shame. is the first for him. Shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, dude, wh oh. what is going on? Normally, you're representing like everyone in the chat with all these awesome VR games. Well, usually, if you play pancake stuff, you, you you shouldn't tell anyone. Like when I do it, I just do it in secret because if people know, then yeah, it's like know, a dirty secret. Yeah, true. It's like a guilty pleasure nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, DLG27 um, who played Witching Tower on Vive Party, Ooh, enjoying it. Yeah, I've heard good things about that game. Actually, I've never played it. Um, yeah, interesting. Nice one. And someone else also played Witching Tower on Vibard. Is there some kind of deal going on there <laughs> that it's like maybe cheaper or something? Ah, maybe, maybe it's free as part of Infinity, maybe. Yeah. And then we have Nick playing Fallout 4 VR. Uh, and uh, then last but not least, I did see PD as well, who played Holoception, Spider-Man, The Scream, mm. and Penn and Teller on the quest. The Scream. <laughs> So I want to mention Holoception very quickly because okay. um, I don't know if you've seen this one, but you kind of control um, a little stick man in the third person. 
Mm. So, so the actions that you do, the little stick man does, and it can make for some really yeah. interesting uh, gameplay mechanics. Uh, yes. It's kind of like in development now. It's kind of an, an, an indie game. Mm. Uh, but I think uh, some of the creators out there are really going to make some fun and interesting videos using this game because yeah. you kind of can guide the narrative. It's almost like having a puppet that can fight other enemies. That's kind of what it's like if to play it. It's very difficult <laughs> to explain, but you should check it out. Hollow yeah, I saw, I saw it popping up on the on the Valve Index Reddit. They were like working on that you can also poke yourself, basically. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like third person. Um, but anyways, uh, I played... Of course, the Spider-Man VR experience, mm-hmm. and I also played Fuji uh, mm. on the on the Quest, and um, actually that one is great. It's not for everyone, I would say. It's it, it, it's kind of like one of those artistic experiences, an adventure in where it's all about the visuals and the music, and it's it's almost like you're 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 playing a game, but you're also meditating while doing so so it's like a mix it's more mm. of like an escape if you you know had a busy day at work or whatever and then uh, this is something to you know dive into and uh, the, the objective is because it does have an objective in some way um, but there's no time or anything it's not like you you have to do this now you have 10 minutes or no you can just do it at your own pace but um you're like this i don't know like magical blue creature um that has its own garden and you have to venture out to other worlds to find seeds to plant in your garden and also collect a certain currency that allows you to buy pots for your garden mm-hmm. um, but also buy for example other seeds that you don't have yet so it has like a progression system that is quite addicting and the the moment you find one of these seeds in the world um, then you can take it with you to your garden plant it and then give it some water, and then it starts to grow. And some of these plants make music too. So the more plants you collect, the more they start working together too, and it becomes like an orchestra. Mm. And they they just make all kinds of cool tunes. I think it's amazing. I love this kind of stuff. I love these weird-ass artistic things. <laughs> um, and Funktronic Labs has always been in that like kind of you know vibe. It's the same with um, Cosmic Trip. Mm. Although that's more of a game, you know, like a, a strategy a title. Um, but yeah, it's fun. And and to get these seeds, you need to, uh, for example, uh, play a song on a couple of flowers with your hands, like drums. And then you have to follow a pattern and then suddenly a seed pops up. And you have this little backpack that you can put stuff into. And you also have a little helper. They call it a gnome. As far as I know, it doesn't look like a gnome, but it's just like jumping around a little bit and just being happy. Um, And something else that I sadly did not uh, uh, knew when I was playing it is that you can also find eggs and you can hatch these eggs in your garden and then also have animals jumping around. Oh, nice. Right. So you can, you can really make it your own. It's, Mm. it's, it's, it's a sweet title. It really is. It sounds super chill. Which it is, is very chill. Kind of cool, especially in this hot weather where you really don't want to be moving around <laughs> oh, too much. But Mike, I think this part you like the most is that your garden is in the middle of a universe, of the galaxy. And mm. to travel to these other worlds, you need to actually um, sit in a boat. And this boat is getting controlled by this gnome. And every mm. time you jump into the boat, this gnome is playing songs on his guitar. <laughs> 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 and it, it sounds it sounds so fun. and 
yeah, I don't know. It's great. It's great. Especially like, you know, this week, um, I mean, I, I also said it on Reddit. I, I had to say goodbye to my grandma and then being able to go into something like this. Mm. I think I think it really helped me. I was like, wow, this is this is why VR is also a powerful thing where you can really have an escape for a second and just go in there and just make your own garden. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really sorry to hear about your grandma, dude. It's super sad when anything like that happens. But like you say, you know, sometimes people deal with it in different ways. And if you mm -hmm. find like a nice relaxing escape to kind of oh, like yeah. just kind of chill out and sort of block out what's going on around you, then then VR is a good way to do that. And certainly totally, uh, I've used VR for, for those uh, for those reasons in the past as well. So I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Fuji is a, a solid choice. Um, I haven't tried it out myself. Um, I've, I've got access to it on Oculus, but of course, mm -hmm. uh, the Oculus is the Rift S is packed away at the moment because I'm using mm -hmm. the index right yeah. now um but i have been able to play even using revive uh, obviously we'll talk more about that later on mm. uh, but yeah I'm, I'm super intrigued to try it so i think i'm just going to try it on the quest instead yeah. um but yeah in terms of what i've been up to obviously i've been away for a couple of weeks uh, rowdy hosted last week's show so thank you very much for for sort of holding no the fort for me um i had a birthday so i celebrated my uh, my 37th birthday well uh, <laughs> now i just thought about i had think then how old i was for a second um and then, uh, wait, how I, old is everyone here? So I'm 37. I'm yeah, 22. 27. What? You're what? <laughs> 22. 22. Rowdy's 18. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Rowdy's 18. 18. I'm, I'm, uh, 30, 31. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, 25. Yeah. Nathan's the baby of the group. <laughs> um, but, um, Nathan's eight. Someone He's like Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Going backwards. But basically, yeah, so this week I've been away. For those that follow the channel, you'll know that I've not been uploading that much. And that's because um, I've actually been at YouTube headquarters in London. Um, I was doing something called a, a VR 180 Creator Lab. Uh, it's something that I had to apply for as a, as a YouTube channel and sort of go through a, an application process and an interview process and then got selected to attend this VR 180 uh, course. Uh, basically, like uh, 12 YouTube channels were selected to go on this course. And basically, you go there to learn about VR 180 cameras and how to capture them and how to uh, upload those videos onto YouTube. Um, so it was kind of like an interesting week away. Uh, it was kind of like a nice break to be away from the channel and like the pressure of uploading, but I did end up uh, recording a video there in the end, <laughs> me and uh, Carlos from uh, Hugon uh, Virtual, who's like a Spanish VR channel. We actually went out on the streets of London and um, put some people into Richie's plank experience on the quest uh, just to film their reactions, which was a, a really great experience. I had so much fun recording that video. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, you can check it out on my channel. It's especially watch the one with Emma. She has some amazing reactions, really, really funny to watch. Um, and then when I got back, you know, the index was uh, lying here waiting. So uh, the first thing I fired up was the, uh, the Aperture Hand Lab experience. Uh, and that was really cool. Uh, you know, you, you, it's basically like a 10 minute experience. It's free. It's basically an onboarding process to get you familiar with the new uh, index controllers. I still want to keep, call them Knuckles. You know, I, I still love that name for them. Um, <laughs> Uh, and you basically get to uh, interact in different ways with the robots from like the portal universe. You get to sort of shake their hands, high five them and do rock, paper, scissors, which is actually really cool. Um, but it's over way too quickly. And uh, it kind of just left me wanting more. Mm. And I, I kind of think by the end of it, I was just like, I just want a full portal game in VR. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was a cool experience, but it just left me wanting more. W would you say this was like a good introduction to play or were like if I had played something else? For the first time with the index it could have been a way better experience or is this oh, no. really showing what you can do 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a must try if you get the index. You can actually also try it if you've got a Vive or a Rift or a Pimax. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can try it on any of the other controllers as well. You don't need index controllers. Mm. And just uh, just to note as well, like because a lot of people have been asking me this question, the index controllers aren't com- cross-compatible with any other headset like uh, the Rift S or the Quest, but they will work with uh, headsets that use lighthouse tracking, mm. Uh, mm. like the Vive, mm. Vive Pro, and Pimax. Didn't, so didn't Kez and Cherry play with the rift and knuckles i think they did but i don't know how they did it but that was kind of like a workaround it was it was a hack for sure uh, there is a way to do it but like like it like you say it's quite complicated and i think it's just for like really enthusiast level people uh, i'd recommend going checking out their channel if you're really interested in doing it but what i wouldn't advise is going out and buying no, a set no, of valve no, no, index no, no, controllers no. just to use with your rift uh, mm. you know it's going to be like a, a it's going to feel like a hack together experience put it that way mm, no. um, so yeah that's what i've been up to this week uh, it's been a super interesting week um, but it's good to be back good to be hosting the show missed yes. you guys of course you know <laughs> to you guys is uh, we missed you too um, did you listen to last show so this is the funny thing right i was listening to it on the train to london and i was really enjoying it and then these uh drunk uh it, like idiots got on the train and were just singing stupid songs and i was like hey don't you know i've got like an important podcast to listen to you like you it, you know uh douchebags um and then so yeah i didn't get to <laughs> So imagine, got, imagine Mike being angry. Oh, I was super pissed. Um, and it, the thing is, like, it, it sort of took me back to my old job. Uh, for those that don't know, I used to be in the police, and so my tolerance for drunken idiots is very low anyway. Um, so yeah, I was kind of annoyed by them, but um, I was kind of like on alert just in case they started doing anything stupid. Sort of went back into that that mode. So yeah, I didn't miss. I, I missed the second half of the show, but I will well, listen to Mike's it. Mike's like, you know, you know what? My guy experience became like, you know, like flickered up again like you know don't you try anything yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I was sort of like channeling my inner super hot ready to bust out some like some crazy ninja moves yeah. um but yeah so i didn't get to listen to it all but it was pretty good from what i listened to so far so okay. yeah i think you guys did a good job holding the fort anyway well thanks um so yeah, let's jump into some quick news then. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about in quick news this week uh, because not only has Lord Gaben blessed us with the Valve Index this week, he's also blessed us with a Steam summer sale. You know, obviously yeah, uh, yeah. huge event that happens every summer. You know, the, the prices of games on Steam come crashing down and this is where well, you buy a load of games that you never play. Also the website <laughs> crashes down usually. That's true. That's true. It does actually. Um, but if you picked anything up in the chat, I'd love to know if you've got any good VR recommendations. Um, have you guys bought anything in this sale, VR or non-VR? I haven't yet, but I, I have put like some things in the in the wish list, like just like because I still got like I found like a fifty euro coupon that I received for my birthday uh, last year, so I was nice. like, maybe I should use it. I've seen like the uh, the Assassin's Creed one has a, a very nice discount; it's fifty percent off, mm-hmm. and I know Which that one? I. Uh, yeah, no, the Odyssey, I think. Oh, the yeah. e- Egypt one. Yeah, I believe uh, so. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the reason why, because I said, I think two episodes ago, I think I mentioned that if there's one game that I would like to see in virtual reality, it would be Assassin's Creed. So I'm mm. a big fan of the series. I haven't played all of them because there's so many of them and not all of them are good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's something I might. Is, isn't up. like that new upcoming game, Thief in the Castle, kind of like Assassin's Creed? I think Ro- that's the Ro- closest Rogan? we will be How's getting in the end. R- Rogan, still, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just don't, just don't watch the trailer. Of yeah. game. It's a very interesting. <laughs> it has some good music and some very sweet dialogue. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, in the chat, people did pick some stuff up. 
Interesting. They 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 can uh, tell us what we should buy actually because mm-hmm. I have like I missed the whole Steam summer sale honestly. This is the first time I'm like I've not updated on this. Um, but someone bought Catch and Release. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a game, but someone says Hot Fuzz. I don't know. Is this a game or? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's hot, the, hot Fuzz. Isn't that the top It's a British. It's a British uh, police movie. Oh, it's probably <laughs> referring to me on the train. Okay, Mike, you should maybe uh, watch this movie. Maybe that's also uh, for sale at the moment at the video rental place that it's still great exists. Movie. Great movie, by the way. Uh, Robert says No Man's Sky. That one was quite cheap, I heard. Um, then yep. we have. Uh, we have someone I saying still got I that one on my, on my wish list. Oh, Star Shelter. I still got Arizona. Um, I still got uh, No Man's Sky on my wish list as well, just because I know mm. it's going to get VR support. This is like yeah. pretty much yeah. the ideal time. And it's coming soon. Eh? They said summer. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I, and that is one that I picked up actually as well. Like uh, it's mm. 50% off right now. Yeah. Uh, wow. So I think it was around 20 British pounds. So it would be around 25 US dollars. Um, but like you say, this VR update is going to be dropping imminently and the vr implementation is going to have index support as well and it looks so nice like if, if the trailer is is anything like the actual gameplay mm. it's going to be amazing yeah. in vr i think it's going to be a killer app okay uh, so, so it will be free it. updates if you buy the yes. pancake version now you will get the vr yes. stuff okay 100%. exactly okay. exactly um a couple of other things that i picked up actually in the sale um were fps vr and overdrop uh, oh, both of them oh. are, are like utilities uh, ideal for if you're content creators um mm. and particularly as i've been testing out the the index uh you know knowing what frame rate is running because it's got variable frame rate uh is interesting so this tool fps vr puts a nice over overlay if you yeah. move your hand upside down it shows you your current frames per second yeah. and that's been really uh, useful in troubleshooting some of the issues i've had with yeah. the index o- o- ovr drop right uh, so that one, the, the the frame rate one was uh, FPS VR. Yes. Uh, OVR drop is ideal for uh, overlaying like a YouTube chat if you yeah. want to do a live or stream. Or watch a movie while you're flying and really dangerous. Exactly, another great example. <laughs> like that uh, cop, that cop movie, for example. That you could be watch nice Hot combo. Fuzz. Hot Fuzz whilst... while arresting space criminals in that are singing stupid idiot songs. Yes, and, and drunk. It is yeah. a bit drunk, uh, processor heavy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you need a beast, yeah. beast machine. Um, well, if, if you have mess- a Valve Index, then I, I'm not that worried, actually. Um, yeah, we'll, so, we'll talk more about that for sure so later other, on. Other games in the chat, we have Seeking Dawn. Mm-hmm. That is $6 right now. Wow, um, that is cheap. That is very cheap. A squat, Bam. Another one says Bam Squat. Bought Fallout for VR. And then Jim says, picked up Pavlov, $6. <laughs> Mm. Crisis uh, Brigade or VR Gate or something um, for two fifty. Yeah, it's a super. I think v- VR is even cheaper than than just mm. pancake. Usually depends yeah. on what it is. If you have like a triple A VR title, then you have to spend some more. But usually most games are very indie, so prices are low. Plus, they when a developer launches a game, it usually goes really well for the first week, and then it kind of goes down quickly because there are so many games getting released on every platform that this is the moment for VR devs to really get people into a game, especially if it's multiplayer, then discounting is not a bad idea at all. Yeah, and talking about like multiplayer and discounting heavily kind of leads me on nicely to the game that I was going to sort of recommend. I've got a few to recommend, but this was at the top of the list, and that is Space Junkies. Mm. Um, it's 63% off right now, so you can pick it up for £12.59 in British pounds or wow. 14 <laughs> 79 in US dollars. 
And I think this is like this is badly what what space junkies needed from the offset though, because I think they priced this yeah. game way too high. Like I, I do appreciate that it was like a triple A uh, dev studio that made the game, but. I think they were very ambitious with their pricing with this game, and I think that's mm-hmm. what put a lot of people off and didn't build yeah. a community from the beginning. Um, but they've also launched a lot of new content this week, yeah. including 3v3 matches uh, and a bow and arrow mode, which is uh, looks super fun. Uh, new player skins and also bots, mm. so you can practice if you can't find other players online now. So oh, nice. Space Junkies is certainly looking much more compelling now than yeah. it did at release. It's good to see that they are trying to make a, make a comeback here. Yeah, and the thing is, it's, it's such a fun game as well. Like, if, if you're a multiplayer, a competitive multiplayer sort of uh, person, then you, you'll really love this. Uh, it, it's way way more fast-paced than sort of like Onward is, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and Contractors, and, and that anti-gravity makes it a lot of fun to play. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out if you haven't checked it out already. Um, yeah. The next one on my list is Moss. Um, mm. That's currently 34% off, uh, so £15.70 in the UK, $19.79 in the US. Again, they've added a lot of new content just recently called uh, The Twilight Garden, uh, which adds sort of branching paths off the main storyline. So now uh, Quill, who's like the most adorable VR character of all time, this tiny little uh, <laughs> mouse, uh, you can actually dress her up with some armor now and give her some new weapons that you've uh, not seen or played with before in the single-player campaign. And those um, updates, which were exclusive to Quest for a little while, are now available on PC and PSVR as well. So, uh, yeah, you can check that out as well. Hmm. Nice. Um the next big one is Accounting Plus. Uh, this has got a huge discount, 60% off this one, uh, which is, makes it only £4.79 uh, in British pounds, 4 79 in US dollars as well. And like, if you if you like uh, Justin Roiland humor, like Rick and Morty, um, you know, you maybe played Trover Saves the Universe, you need to buy this game as well because it's just basically more of the same. Uh, it's got hilarious characters um, that just are relentless at like bombarding you with just constant <laughs> harassment and abuse so if you like getting abused <laughs> verbally abused then you'll love this game for wow. sure <laughs> okay yeah. cool so uh, i i just scrolled through steam for a second i found a bundle that is super sick and okay, it's so it. cheap this is just crazy okay so this is a bundle it's called the vr essentials bundle and when you go on steam and you go to virtual reality it's on the top selling part Mm-hmm. So what do you get for $4.24? Well, prepare yourselves. You will get Superhot VR, Job Simulator, Garn, Sorrento VR, Arizona Sunshine, Budget Cuts, Space Pirate Trainer, and Thumper for four dollars. No way, I'm, no way. No, I'm I'm no, I'm not I'm not lying. I'm That's looking at ridiculous. it now. This looks real. I, and I, it's I and, like and it's discounted because it was twenty dollars and now it's four dollars. Even at twenty dollars, that's a great bundle. price. So while Mike is doing research, if I'm lying or not, because he doesn't trust me, obviously, <laughs> um, I have another one: the VR uh, Pioneers bundle. You will get Space Pirate Trainer, uh, the Gallery Episode One, the Gallery Episode Two, Job Simulator, Sprint Factor, and Raw Data for nine dollars. That's... No, 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 no. So, so basically, I've just checked out VR Essentials on my Steam VR page. It's got fifty percent off, but it's still seventy British pounds. For me, it's eight. Like for me, it's um. Wait, I'm making one mistake here. For me, it's euros. So it's five. It's like four twenty-four euros. <laughs> but it's seventy. But it's eighty percent discounted at my place here in the Netherlands. 
It's only 53% here. I feel like so I'm could being it, gypped. So could it, could it be that it depends on where you live, where you get the discount? Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm serious here. It's like yeah. 80% discounted. So, so, so basically we need to do a VPN to the, to the <laughs> Netherlands to buy this bundle. If yeah. you're listening, Gabe Newell, I know you listen to the show all the time. You need to sort this, this, this shit out, seriously. Yeah, I, I, also, I also only get 53%. For me, it's still 90 euros. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so let us know in the chat if you can see this amazing uh, yes, I hope be, so. beyond belief bundle yeah. um, but wow. the last one I wanted to mention was Arizona Sunshine uh, because that's got 63% off which makes it £11 uh, 9 pence in the UK 14 79 in the US and like we mentioned at the beginning that Rowdy got to try at Vertigo Games it's got some new oh. DLC coming soon so, oh, okay, uh, okay wait 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 so we have the solution here so apparently this is what the chat is saying for me, it's so cheap because I already own parts of the bundle. I so was thinking that basically, too, but... if you have a bundle, yeah. But will you then not? So I will not get those games then because I'm paying less. Exactly. I thought you're I only... was. I was still getting like a key to give away then. You'll only get the one that you don't. Okay. Own. Well, sorry to make everyone so excited. <laughs> sorry. Uh... <laughs> I was like, wow, this is actually crazy. Um, okay, well, now I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, aren't we all? I'm sure oh everyone my. is very disappointed now. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. And maybe I can disappoint you some more, even oh, further. Hey, nice. let's go. And that's while we talk about the Vive Cosmos specs. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, this is Wait, kind Mike, of can you please first start with how... This all got announced instead yeah. of telling us the specs. How did HTC yeah. pull this out? That's what I want to know. So basically, I missed I missed talking about this last week because I was away, but yeah. it happened the week before. Mm. Basically, HTC were like uh, pushing on Twitter and and Facebook, like we've got we've got a Cosmos announcement. You know, we we've got some news to share, yeah. and uh, they did a Facebook live stream, which again is an unusual platform to do an announcement, not as big or doesn't have the impact as like maybe YouTube does. Um, and basically what they did was they just showed a spinning headset for like 25 minutes, right? Something like that, 25 minutes. Uh, and they basically just like flipped up the visor. They took the front plate off and they didn't give us any more information other than just showing the headset spinning around on this like glass head. Yeah, now I, I think they were hoping for people to hype it up like what Valve did with the index where they... Th threw out like a picture of something and then the community started speculating i think they were hoping for that too but i didn't feel like that was that was taking off uh, no and i think the way they sold it like they sold the idea of the stream was like come here for more information but the problem is we didn't get any information and i think everyone just ultimately left like frustrated and they, they had waited wasted 25 minutes of their life watching a headset rotate on a <laughs> on a lazy susan or whatever you call it um so then they, they said afterwards, you know, we're going to share more specs soon. Obviously, that was this week, and they did share some specs. Every day then, a little bit. Like, every day they posted a little bit of specs. Yeah. But again, not the specs that we all want and need, uh, but I'll get onto that in a sec. So the specs that we did get was that, you know, uh, the headset will feature an LCD panel, uh, which is kind of interesting because this is another headset, another new headset, uh, shifting from OLED to LCD. So just like the Rift S, just like the Valve Index, um, it's shifting to LCD. And that's because we know what we know from LCDs is, although they don't provide the rich uh, black sort of dark environments in games, they don't sort of produce those particularly well. They sort of show up a little bit gray. However, they do have the sort of... Um, sub-pixel RGB stripe, which is uh, more sub-pixels, making it look a little bit clearer in, in terms of a display. 
Um, so that's kind of interesting. And we also know that it has a resolution of 1700 by 1440 pixels per eye, uh, which is, you know, a little bit more than the Vive Pro Quest and Index, uh, which all run 1600 by 1440 uh, pixels per eye. So not that much, but just a little slight upgrade. Um, and we know that it runs at 90 frames per second. But that was kind of it. That was the only news that we got this week. Uh, we still don't know about this kind of rumored feature of it being able to be tethered to a mobile device yeah, uh, to agree. be taken on the go. And I think that's probably, to be honest, the most exciting and interesting feature about this headset because it makes it stand out from the crowd. And the price. And we don't know about the price or release date. Um, and we also don't know who it's really for either. Well, I think, you know, looking at the design, particularly of the controllers, it makes me think this is aimed at gamers. Um, you know, the controllers are more like uh, Rift touch controllers. And they've kind of got this like tribal light pattern for tracking on the top, which kind of makes me think that it's aimed at gamers rather than sort of like business users. Well, um, that's true. Uh, of course, like with the Vive Pro, I thought the same. But in the end, that was also mm -hmm. different. Um, but we spoke about this in the last episode where I mentioned that the Vive Pro had this trailer with Fallout 4 VR in there. And yeah. you're like, oh, I'm a gamer. I like this stuff. And then in the end, wait, but the price and everything, it doesn't match. And nowadays, if you yeah. see a Vive Pro, it's in an arcade and all that someone's like it's in true. someone's living room. It's true. So. It is in a yeah. lot of uh, and I, arcades. And I, I, I am super interested in this headset. Um, I, I'm more interested about where they position themselves in the market because, mm. you know, we've got Oculus with the Rift S saying, you know, we can provide a great VR experience that's easy to set up, very accessible. You can you get it out of the box, have a room scale VR experience for 400 US dollars, uh, which I think is great. It does have its flaws, of course. You know, um, it won't work for some people because of the fixed IPD and, you know, mm. uh, the audio is, 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 is bad. You know, it, it's not good. The mic and the built-in audio. Um, and then you've got the Index, which is the other end of the spectrum. Super high-end enthusiast headset, a thousand bucks. Really sort of OP specs. You know, you've got amazing audio. You can push up the refresh rate, which we'll talk more about later. Um, and then, you know, Cosmos has the kind of opportunity to sit somewhere in the middle, um, kind of hitting good points of both systems. And if they do that well and execute it well, then I think they've got a really good place in the market. But all of that uh, really depends on the price that they make it available. Because if, they, if they're going to be saying, oh, yeah, but it's the best headset mm -hmm. on the market, and they're going to try and compete with Index, then yeah. I think forget yeah. about it because uh, people are not going to be... But it's, I don't know. As, as, as it looks now, this is a headset for... If it's for consumers, it's for regular consumers and, and not for prosumers, I would say. That's yeah. what it looks like right now. I don't know. As I said, it could also be for B2B uh, things, but... Yeah, and like, you know, really for me, I think if they price it maximum at 600 bucks, then they probably have a solid, um, you know, uh, space in the market, especially because like, you know, the, the say the reverb for example is 600 bucks mm. uh but that's got the 2160 by 2160 resolution which we thought this headset might have so it doesn't quite have that so mm. it, it should be priced either at 600 because it's got the best tracking system or less in my opinion yeah. um and i think it might do well if I, it does that if like that's the thing with htc you know if they if they can sell it for that price and they can handle that then it's fine mm. but for them it's hard to sell headsets for a very cheap price because they they don't have that like no other company like Facebook can sell things for way cheaper. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was excited about the Vive Cosmos for the fact, as you said, like it could be a hybrid. Yeah. Because I think yeah, that's that, welcome that in the market. It would have point. its own genre. There is no headset that does that right now. It would be yeah. super smart. 
because then you're like almost in the middle of like standalone and and pc it's like somewhere in the middle it's like yep. this weird so i don't know I, I i hope i i really hope so because i have enough pc vr headsets now to play around with yeah. um but still i, I wanna... think i think it makes a chance in the pc vr market especially with the oculus rift s being an, a downgrade for some people so i, I do mm-hmm. think it can compete i wonder yeah. how that will do in the in the market though like i Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, if you if you if you compare it to if you compare it to the uh, original Vive, they really upgraded it because I mean, like let's say weight wise as well, it doesn't seem to have that much on the sides more. The Vive Pro, for example, was super bulky. This mm-hmm. one, they stripped off so much. And for me personally, when I want to buy a headset, I buy it for the comfort. I buy mm. it for yeah, the good audio. Maybe not. Like resolution stuff wouldn't be on number one uh, for me because mm-hmm. a headset now standard has a pretty good resolution, right? You're not gonna play with some 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 Roblox quality uh, stuff. Now yeah. it's all it's all good. Like almost like Mike, you're, seriously, almost every headset headset you buy, you're gonna be fine when you play a game. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And, and, and again, as the first t- headset, of course. Yeah, we're gonna touch more on this later. But you know, you made a good point that you know. Facebook are really the only ones that can bankroll making a headset so cheap and selling it so cheap. Like, you know, if you want to check out a really interesting video, um, Low Spec Gamer actually released a video today. Uh, he's got a channel where he sort of focuses on how to get the most out of really low-end hardware. Um, and I actually um, was part of the video. He interviewed me as part of it. But it's a really interesting take on, on the concept that, that basically Facebook are bankrolling all this. Mm-hmm. They're losing money. There's no way they're making yeah, money on, on the Quest in particular because there's so much research and development in that, yeah. in that headset, that, that's so much the, tech. The major cost of a new product is always R&D. It's not the technical uh, yeah, like no. specifications. It's the, the research and development, the testing phase, all of that. Putting it together is a, oh, is yeah. a fraction of it. Yeah, and yeah, they, they just yeah. skip all of that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you that, that um, you know, if they have this mobile tethering feature, I think that would be yeah. really, really interesting because oh, yeah. there is a market for that. We know that from, you know, uh-huh. the, the community with the, the Quest because as soon as the Quest came out, like the community was straight away, uh, we want to use this to connect to our PC to stream yes. Steam VR content. We want custom Beat Saber tracks. We want the versatility of a PC VR headset, but on the go. Mm. So there's definitely a market for a headset like that. So if they can execute it well, like you say, they position themselves in yeah. a unique place. Yeah. But yeah. if we time travel back in our awesome DeLoreans to CES when they announced it, did did they ever say, hey, this could be a hybrid? I think in the trailer, they were kind of playing around with this phone thing. Yeah, mm, exactly. But... I, I think that was the thing. They showed a phone in the trailer and it was kind of, everyone assumed from that that point on that it was a hybrid headset and they did sort of mention in their keynote or their presentation that you could connect it to uh, a mobile device um but what what we don't know is of course is that is it just going to be an htc phone that you can connect this 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 headset to that would be kind of disappointing um but well, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Hopefully yeah. they can drip feed us some more uh, from their pipette uh, next week and, and get some more news next and we week talk about it next HTC week. turntable. Well, it, it's at least not going to be 900 bucks. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah, like there's been a lot. Of, <laughs> there's been a lot of speculation about the price. I know um, from people in the in the community, and I think uh, HTC have already sort of rebutted that that information. Yeah, uh, so you're just gonna have to wait for the official yeah, word from them. It's gonna be eight ninety nine instead. No. <laughs> 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 
So, uh, so yeah, that is the Cosmos. An interesting headset. Definitely in- oh, intrigued yeah. to hear more about it. So hopefully yeah. we'll get some more news soon. Um, so let's talk about Borderlands 2 because we've been talking about this game uh, in VR for a while now. Uh, mm. Actually, sort of December time last year was when we were talking about it because that's when it released on the PSVR. Yeah. And I think we all played it back then, right? Um, yes. And, uh, and did you guys enjoy no, it on I the PSVR? I did. Uh, you didn't play it? I didn't play it. No. Did you oh. enjoy it on the PSVR, uh, Nathie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. And I still want to go back and play it with the, with the PSVR aim controller. No, I thought it was I thought it was great. Yeah, and they even they added all kinds of new stuff. It wasn't just like, oh, we parted over and here's another. Mm. No, they really tried to add more to it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I, I, uh, I, I sort of checked it out as well. And I thought it was the best version of Borderlands 2, actually, the mm-hmm. VR version. Uh, I think, you know, uh, the, the cel-shaded art style of that game so lends it, itself so yeah. well to VR. That, like, it, okay. Visually, it looks great in a headset. Um, but the problem was, of course, that it was exclusive to PSVR. And in the trailer, mm-hmm. they dropped a little teaser to, to get everyone sort of hyped, saying that it would be exclusive to PlayStation for five months. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, you don't have to be a master mathematician to to work <laughs> out that, that that has that has been and gone now. No uh, so you know, <laughs> where is it? I did ask every episode where it went, but then you know we forgot. So yeah, so it should be here. It should have been here around May time. May, yeah. Um, but Gearbox have been quite quiet about it since uh, releasing it on the PlayStation, apart from doing the you know the aim updates. Yeah. But but it, it could be uh, my my sort of uh, guess is that it could be that they've been working on this Penn and Teller game because um, ah, that is actually made yeah. by Gearbox True. as well. True. Um, yeah. Which is coming out on both PC and Quest. So maybe their development team have been focused on that game, which kind yeah. of maybe have pushed Borderlands maybe. Two back. And of course, they've been working I, on Borderlands Three as well. I think uh, I think the reason why it's not out yet is because they don't really know when they want to launch it. When is the right time to do it? Because you don't want to re- release it with Borderlands Three. I think May. What they were, I don't know if they went went for that. I mean, they never officially confirmed. It was just like, mm-hmm. hey, exclusive for that amount of time. But it doesn't say you need to release it then. Um, but I, I think that they are kind of waiting it out and kind of see like hmm, when should we release it hmm. because right now if you would now release it and say like hey it also works on valve index well that's an extra if they released it last week they would have missed out on some some hype but i don't know i don't know i think they, they don't really know when they want to do it because hmm. yeah. for, for me like i'm, I'm excited to, i really enjoy playing it on the psvr but it was of course the limitations hmm. of the psvr that made me want to say like i'm just going to wait to play this on pc because i think it's going to mm. be a better experience like turn yeah. in 360 especially in a game where enemies come yeah, at you 360 facing. yeah, yeah is, is problematic um but we did get some like a little slimmer a glimmer of hope uh from a guy called wario 64 on on twitter okay um he actually i don't think he's the real wario so you know oh or he could be he could be trolling wait, us from like, mario 64 you mean yeah, like Wario does troll people, so maybe he is trolling us. But this is what he posted. Uh, so take take this with a grain of salt. Uh, but he posted a picture of the ESRB rating for Borderlands 2 VR on PC, which would suggest that it's coming fairly soon. Uh, but of course, we don't know a rough release date at all. Okay. Um, From Wario64. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, if, if you feel that Wario is a reliable source of information, then but- there you go. Okay, you know, let me let me make it because it has been so long that we're not that excited anymore because it, it, we're waiting, you know, like the excitement is kind of slipping away a little bit. What if, okay, what if you're going to be able to play it co-op this time? Oh, man, I'd be so hyped for that, especially like playing it on the, the, the index, like you said, with like finger tracking. 
I think that would be so great. Um, yeah. someone in there. Uh... Well, that, that was the thing. That was one of the big criticisms we said about the game. You know, although the game is great, it does sorely lack co-op. And we mentioned it a few times on the podcast as well. So maybe they've, they've listened to the community because I'm sure the community was saying the same thing and as well. I have well. to say, yeah. um, it's something that uh, Vertical Games did really well with, uh, with After the Fall. Like uh, that they have mm. a co-op in there and that really like adds to the experience. So yeah, uh, it would be neat to yeah, see like, that on Borderlands as well. Yeah. I totally agree. Like playing games uh, in VR cooperatively is such a great experience. I love it. You know, mm. like I have some really fond memories of playing, um, what was it, Killing Floor Incursion with Nathy. You know, we, we yeah. had such such fun because you, you bounce off each other. You're, 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 have, you're telling jokes. You're, you're yeah. talking about uh, what you've been up to and stuff while True. playing the game together. And, and it just and, makes uh, a great experience. And, and Seeking Dawn. Yeah, well, we, and, well, we tra- and, tra- and Tractor Ball. Yeah, we didn't have so much fun with those games, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just uh, quickly going back to After the Fall then, Rowdy, um, did you get to play it uh, with four players or was it just uh, two, two player call? Two players. I played with a developer. Uh, because I think yeah. Played with Zim? No, I played with a developer. Yeah, All right, because okay. they had someone to show um, us the game. Because they're, they're pushing a four-player four. co-op for that game. I Ultimately, believe. it will be four, but for the demo, it was only two. So, yeah. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that, that is uh, Borderlands 2 VR. Mm. We're praying that it comes out soon and praying even more that it gets co-op oh. support. That would be amazing. Well, according to someone in the chat, um, in my experience, Wario 64 is reliable. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so uh, the final bit of quick news this week is about the Rift S and quest tracking um because yesterday like well this is the thing right with the rift s i personally haven't had that many issues with rift s tracking uh i've even tried it with a gun stock you know like the force tube that we've got here and onward and pavlov and some shooters and once calibrated and set up specifically for the rift s it was fine uh but obviously oculus were aware of the community um upset or feedback about you know the dead spots particularly when you bring the controllers close to the headset because that does cause issues and when you have controllers in a gun stock where one controller is occluding the other so Yesterday, they actually released an update uh, for the Rift S. And basically, if you're not familiar with this and you're a new Rift S owner, if you go into the Oculus dashboard and go into settings, there is a public test channel under the beta tab. And if you enable that, then you'll get this update straight away instead of having to wait for it. Uh, But basically, the update includes improvements uh, to tracking when bringing the controllers close to the headset and when controllers are in the situation when they're in front of each other. Um, And there was a tweet from Andy Mellim, who is a a developer at Oculus, and he stated via Twitter, uh, this was a pretty big team effort and credit should go to the engineers who have been really thinking hard about tackling close to HMD tracking. It's a very challenging computer vision problem. So somehow they've managed to work it out, whether that's through the uh, accelerometers and gyroscopes in the controllers to sort of like compensate for the tracking. I don't know how they did it, but um, yeah, I haven't tried it out myself, mm. but um, I think it's an interesting update. And apparently these updates and improvements to tracking are going to come to the quest as well. So I think that's yeah. really great news that they're s- still sort of striving yeah. uh, to improve the uh, the system. Nice. Yeah, I like that. So uh, yeah, that is, uh, I don't know if like, just quickly before we move on to the releases then, have you guys had any issues with Rift S or Quest tracking? Actually, now that you mention it, uh, I had with the Arizona Sunshine DLC because you use a pistol there. And when I usually, I, I'm not the guy who goes dual wielding. I use my controllers uh, together. And 
that can cause some issues with tracking of the controllers as well because the headset will not be able to discern which controller it is and what arizona sunshine automatically does is switches hands then so that is something that they're still working on then uh so that is that is indeed something that i that i noticed uh indeed with the with the tracking of the rift ask mm -hmm. which is a little bit more problematic mm -hmm. than it was in the original rift yeah yeah well i um as i said before at e3 i like saw so many like problems with rift s and its tracking um but you know um same with like the rift cv1 where they had like major tracking issues where your play space even started to like move mm -hmm. back then yeah um and it was like dangerous for 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 demoing and stuff like but, that but show yeah, floor um, I, vr i feel like with every with every launch they always struggle with like oculus always seems to struggle with the software that's like usually the thing they need to tweak um, but in the end they they do know how to work it out yeah. Um, so that's that's good. And with the quest, like I honestly I haven't used the Rift S that much. Uh, I play a lot with the quest. It did sometimes lose its tracking, mm -hmm. but it it wasn't like super bad. Yeah, like I can I can forgive the quest more for for losing tracking temporarily. And oh, it's yeah. happened to me a handful of times, but not very often. Uh, because of like the technology, because it's standalone. But with the Rift S, of course, you expect more. Your expectations are higher because oh, yes. it's PC oh, yeah. Yeah. PC based. True. Um, but I just want to say also, like you know with every vr headset i've ever tried there's always been problems with it in some way shape or form do you know what i mean like i don't think we've had a perfect vr headset launch and certainly with the index as well i feel the same way about it and we're of course going to talk more about that shortly but actually you know, people have been this week I've, I've also i've gone to a vr arcade in antwerp uh, where they had the warehouse set up with the ht5 light boxes and actually lost a lot of tracking in there like because i know that the, with the with the 2.0 base stations you can have a, a much bigger space yeah. but if i was like more in the middle eh, where like the hats the, the base stations were not directly aimed at anymore i lost tracking and yeah. i got like some drift as well not mm. not that it would annoy yeah. me uh, but because I knew that you know it's tracking issues, while other people they had like no idea what was going on, saying, "Well, my gun is flying away," or like, you know, like yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I think in the end, this all comes down to because when I, when I when I was at VRX in Amsterdam, I spoke to someone who worked uh, with Sony when they brought Project Morpheus, the PlayStation VR, yeah. to the market. He said like a part of the of of being prepared as a company to ship something out is when you test it in large groups of people where they play it in their living rooms, they play it in their office, wherever. So if you have like this huge scale of people, all kinds of different people, and you can test it, then you can also have a very good, then you're prepared and you know what you need to work. And it's hard, of course, with a, with a headset that is then still secret and not released, but that's yeah. one of the ways they did it at Sony, you know, at PlayStation VR. Of course, that, that's not a perfect system. But when you when you usually hook it up, it works. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it you know that's the thing. That's 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 the that's the thing I kind of hate about it is that you know the Rift S comes out and now you're telling me that they finally found something to fix it. You know how long it has been since mm -hmm. this headset came out. Mm -hmm. There are some people that said like you know some some people that bought their first headset. I don't know what this is, but it doesn't work, and yeah. I don't want them to have the hassle. And they brought it back. Yeah, so, uh, I'm not so, like I'm so happy that they fixed it, or at least yeah. we're getting closer to like. But you know, you yeah, know what I mean, I, I I do think that a lot of their um, <laughs> development and focus was mainly on the quest because I think and the Rift that... S all was already suffering from the start. It wasn't even launched yet, and then it launches, and then it even has more issues. Yeah, <laughs> although like I said, like you know, overall I'm, I'm still very positive about the headset. You know, I think it has has its issues, um, but yeah, you, certainly with. Um, 
using a gun stock, I had to calibrate it properly. Uh, but after that, it was okay. But I'm glad, you know, it will now, likely apparently become the experience my, will be my main better. driver, though. If I, uh, I think I'm going to switch to the Rift S fully, though. Even though I don't like the cable yeah. hanging on the side. Yeah, you could just fix that with a yeah. clip. But um, when, when did you get the Rift S just out of interest? Um, I think it's been two weeks, but I only I only managed to unpack it about a week ago because I had to like break everything okay. down as well. Yeah, roughly a week ago. Cool, cool. But you think it's going to be your daily driver yeah. Um, yeah, moving I think, forward? I think it will be. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see if it's going to be our daily drivers moving forward uh, <laughs> shortly. Um, but let's... Uh, Hand it over to Nathy, uh, yeah. taking over for Zim this week for the lowdown on the releases yeah, next true. week that you should be looking forward to. Yeah. So let me let's see how I'm gonna you know nail this. Um, so yeah, we have a we have a couple of releases, and most of them are quite legit. Um, the first one is Spider Man Far From Home, the VR experience, and this one is uh, is out now. It's free, uh, and you can play it on uh, on uh, on the PlayStation VR on Steam, and also Oculus. Sadly, no standalone. There were so many requests for that, but uh, that's uh, that's not gonna happen. Uh, maybe next time. Um, but the good news is, this is the first time ever that we get a legit, a solid Spider-Man VR title. I'm not sure if you remember the first one. If you don't, that's fine. I I, I don't blame you. I also forgot about it. I'm trying to still forget about it. Yeah. So, um, well, the title or like the 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 um. The summary on the store says this, um, your time to swing through New York like Spider-Man has finally arrived. Almost like they knew that in the first one you couldn't do that. And it's like, hey, hey, but now, now, you know, now we have edited. So don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Yeah, honestly, that's kind of what, what it gives me as, as vibes. Um, in breathtaking virtual reality, you will finally have the chance to scale and swing from the highest towers in Manhattan. Just pick one of four Spider-Man suits and you'll be launched into the clouds. But keep your eyes and ears peeled. A colossal and dangerous enemy is waiting. <laughs> Only you have the power to find and confront New York's latest attacker in this thrilling swinging adventure. Oh, man. <laughs> Doesn't that get you excited, Mike? I'm more excited about your, your voice because like, uh, I think if you don't make it on YouTube, you could just become a voiceover artist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. So yeah, that's the Spider-Man uh, Fire From Home VR experience. I think all of us have played it. I saw uh, Rowdy uh, uploading a video. I made a video too, and Mike is also interested in putting on that, that beautiful suit. Um, no, I think, I think it's, 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 it's a good one. I think this is the first time where I'm like, hey, Sony Pictures, after Ghostbusters and Spider-Man and some others, I'm like, well, oh, yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, we're getting I, there. I think they finally listened to what the community was saying. I'm sure they watched all the videos that we made about it and and took the feedback on board because mm -hmm. this is pretty much what everyone said at the end of the video. Because if you don't know, you never played the original Spider-Man VR experiences. That at mm -hmm. the end of it, you're at the edge of a building. You're just about to leap off and swing through the city and take on yes. a, an enemy, a boss. Perfect ending. And then it it ends. And it's like the most anticlimactic mm -hmm. thing ever. Well, I do have to say that next to this to the storyline that takes like 15 minutes and it's not really a storyline, they just throw in some random dialogue and it feels kind of all put together in a in an odd way. But after that, you can free play, swing through the city, go wherever you want. Although people think that they can free roam the city, there is like a, a big boundary around it. So it's not as big as you think it is. Mm. Um, but you can play 
uh, a few missions. You can go for combat mode where you have to shoot down drones. I don't think that one, one was that, that fun. But the time uh, trials are super sweet. I really enjoy playing yeah. those where you have to go I was about the same, and you have to hit like uh, a certain checkpoints. I think that was I was, was, I was about to say the same than the thing campaign because uh, I thought the drone thing is just like a bit bleh. Like I was like yeah, also wow. the storyline didn't have to include that because it, it didn't feel right to do that. The coolest thing yeah. was just web slinging and being able to to use mm. that. They implemented that well. Uh, I do wish there was like a bit more speed even. Uh, compared mm -hmm. to what they have currently in the game. I really wish that I could, like, maybe I'm not doing it right, but I, I really tried, like, speeding up even more. Uh, mm -hmm. But that didn't really work for me. I really yeah. wanted to get, like, some decent if you, if you If you want to go fast, this is from a pro Spider-Man uh, man. Um, you have to shoot with two webs at the same yeah, time. Then pull that. yourself yeah. and then constantly do that. If you do it fast enough, then uh, then you go oh, okay. uh, extremely fast. Okay. Um, I, I What I do want to say uh, before we go to the next one is that I still, even after I played this one, I can just feel, see, and, and, and even when I play, that there's a limited budget. Where it's like, yeah, okay, okay, it's, it's fine, but this is made to get me into the cinema. So it's, it's giving me not enough, as you said, anticlimactic, but it should actually be not anticlimactic, but it should end in a nice way. And then you're like, I want to go to the movie. That's in, that's like the chain you want to create. I just think um, that the evolution But it still is... felt like, hey, there is not that much money involved I, I, in I, this demo. I just think uh, that the evolution know. is nicely. Because if, if, you, if you think about it, the original Spider-Man, they didn't include that swing for one simple reason. That was to not make people motion sick, right? Oh, yeah, mean, that's yeah, why, yeah. They, why they didn't include that. With yeah. this, they've now included it, which means that they've either found a way or they don't care anymore about people getting motion sick. I think it's rather like the first thing yeah. that they found like some kind of way that they can you know, implement yeah. this without people getting yeah. too sick in that, which means that maybe yeah. someone else will pick that yeah. up and say eventually, you know what, maybe the time is right to make uh, a Spider-Man VR title because you know these guys have done yeah. it uh, with the, this movie experience. Then, I mean, people seem to yeah. enjoy that. Uh, why not make a full yeah, Spider-Man game out of it? I agree. It's 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 daring to uh, to you know let people swing through the city. They do have comfort settings, and I I do think developers need to move on now and kind of push people into the next. You know, um, like you also don't want to teleport as Spider Man. Uh, let's let's be honest. <laughs> that's not one of his uh, powers. So yeah, that's Spider Man uh, Far From Home VR experience. I think it's 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 a solid title. Um, I uh, this is the first time I'm gonna say like Sony Pictures. I feel like you're you're getting the the, the hang of this, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Getting so, into uh, the swing of it. Yeah, the swing of it. So yes, there you have it. Um, and then we have Sirento. Um, this one uh, came to the Quest. Of course, it's also on Steam, Oculus, wherever you can. You can play it even on PlayStation. It's 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 just everywhere. Um, but it just um, launched on the Quest. You can buy it now if you want. It's fifteen dollars, and uh, on uh, on the website it says that. Uh, uh, it was made for VR. That's what every dev nowadays says, right? That's it's what true, it, though. That's what every every game starts with. But true, yes. Um, because in this title, you can perform triple jumps, wall runs, power slides, and slow down time while blasting away at a foe before landing to deliver a blade attack on another. Yeah, if there's Hit yourself one... with katanas, firearms, rowdy, bows, throwing uh, knives, and legendary relics. Keep upgrading as you play. Pure cyber ninja fun. 
Mm. Yeah, but, <laughs> if yeah. there's if there's one Sorrento. title that indeed like hits like the superhero feeling, it's either Super Hot or Sorrento. And Sorrento has like more kind of weapons and kind of yeah. stuff that you can mess around with. You can even do backflips and front flips yeah. and stuff. Like and that. it's amazingly fun to do that. Like wall runs and then jumping off a wall, doing a backflip and then stabbing someone in the neck while you're shooting like two. You can also do like slides, like you slide over the floor, you get mm-hmm. your guns out, you shoot two people. Put the guns back, put all the blades, you jump up and you slice through. Oh, it's so epic yeah. to do that. All of this can be done in VR. You don't do backflips in real life or wall run. Oh, you can, a, I mean. No, that's... <laughs> with the quest. You can, you can try, but it's not recommended. Um, <laughs> and then we have Accounting Plus. Accounting Plus is also coming to the quest. What a surprise. Price is unknown, um, but I think it will be around $15, $20, $20 maybe. I think that's kind of what we're aiming for. Uh, launch will be will be a July four, according to Wario sixty four. No, that's a joke. <laughs> according to Mike, um, and uh, Accounting Plus is a nightmare adventure comedy. Experience classic virtual reality gameplay. Clean up your office. Take the battery out of a cooling machine. Um, swear at a tree man. Play the skeleton xylophone, and summon thousands upon thousands of demons. Well. That's what accounting plus is all about. It's one of the it's weirdest so VR up, games so experiences fun. that you can have. Yeah. One of the weirdest. And then we have, do you want to make a guess what the next one is going to be all about? Go on. Okay, well, here we go. A magical musical hike through lush chromatic VR uh, wilderness. Bring dormant landscapes back to life by restoring native flora through light, water, and harmony while collecting seeds to grow your enchanted garden. Well, Fuji. Yes, that's right. And uh, this one uh, has just launched two, and you can play it on the Quest, Steam, uh, and, and Oculus Home. Price is $15. As I said, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely escape from, uh, from a reality. Um, yeah. You really then, like that one, right? Well, yeah. There's Go even on. more. There's more. Of course there is more. Oh. Are you ready? Are you ready to rumble? I hope so. Because you can dive back into Anne Frank's house. And this one came out on the Oculus Go a while back. One that I have been highly praising because uh, it's it's bringing you back to that historical you know moment of Anne Frank living in 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 that house at in like World War II. So um, the this game it's not really a game. Well, it's kind of a game, but it isn't. It's kind of a mix of everything. Um, it's uh, actually free. I was surprised. I thought it was uh, you had to pay for it. Hmm. Or am I wrong? I think it's free as far as I know. Okay. It's educational as well. Um, it's out now. And the description is uh, like this. Um, in 1942, during the Second World War, Anne Frank, a 13-year-old Jewish girl, and her family were forced to go into hiding to escape persecution from the Nazis. For more than two years, the Franks and four others would live in the secret annex of an old office building in Amsterdam, sharing the burden of living and hiding in confined quarters with the constant threat of discovery. So if you want to, you know, uh, go on an adventure with Anne Frank, because she's kind of like your tour guide and telling you what it was like to live around those times, then yeah, I can highly recommend it's such a great it's, thing uh, it's from, uh, from it's beautiful from an educational oh, yeah. perspective to have these kind of things now as well. Because I remember as a kid, you know, like when, when when you wanted to experience something like this, you went to a museum and you had to do a guided tour, yes. but you never really got that feeling of really like 
being in that situation. And I think that VR is such a powerful medium yeah. for doing that. We, we talked about that a little bit in the last episode as well. Uh, Mike, you probably haven't mm -hmm. seen it yet at the end. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a new medium that can really like call up on a certain level of empathy. And uh, that is mm -hmm. something that is very strong, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think for the younger generation, Anne Frank uh, VR is a very important uh, experience. Uh, it, it brings Anne Frank back to life mm -hmm. in a way you have never experienced before. Um, so yes, um, it's, uh, it's out now on the Quest. Then last but not least, um, we have uh, Peerhead Arcade 2. Uh, Peerhead Arcade is back with all new physics-based classic arcade games to play. Now with customizable avatar and full Valve Index support. And uh, it's now out. Um, platform pretty much everywhere. And the price is uh, $8.19 in dollars. So I played Peerhead Arcade 1. Super fun. You can even play it multiplayer as far as I know. Um, and you can, you can, what you could do in an arcade, you can do in VR as well. But then you don't have to stand in line. You can also just cheat if you want. <laughs> you can't uh, shake machines though. I still want an arcade uh, title where you can just, you know, uh, kick against the machine and then hope uh, something lands well. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, uh, this one is now out on, on the Valve Index. I'm not sure if it's really more unique with Valve Index though, but um, yeah, it's nice to have a, a number two now. Number two. And that's pretty much it. I like I kind of wanted to look up some what you know, Zim always has all these shuffleware titles as well. <laughs> yeah. Um we did find some some stuff, but I kinda wanted to spare you uh spare you the you know the the nonsense this time yeah. <laughs> around. So, Zim so is better at it. It's always nice to have a number two sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, there you have it. Uh, new releases by Nathy. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then I might do it again if Zim allows me. <laughs> yeah. S slam that like button if you enjoyed Nathy's uh, releases this week. Please do. Um, so let's sort of get into the Valve Index then. And sort of this is just going to be sort of a, like a roundtable discussion about our thoughts with it because um, you've had it delivered, right, Nathy? But because, of course, what's going on yeah. with your family and stuff, you haven't had a chance to sort of unbox yeah. it and get it set up at but home. But I can but... show you the box itself if you want. It's ginormous. <laughs> sure, sure. And, and you're right. Let's talk about that in the beginning because, you know, you can obviously order the Valve Index um, piecemeal if you want like a la carte you can order the headset you can order the controllers and you can order the base stations all separately or you can order them in this huge bundle which nathy is showing on camera right now and the box like you say is freaking huge um but that's because it contains like so much stuff within that box is like a dozen other little boxes uh because you've got like uh power cables for the base stations you've got different uh uh, sort of wall plug adapters you've got the base stations themselves controllers uh usb leads to to power those and charge those and uh sort of plug-in wall plugs for those as well you've got a plug-in wall plug for the headset itself um you've got cables galore uh, it's just so much kit in there and this is the thing like from an unboxing experience, you know, you unbox this thing and you're like, holy crap, I hope I've like got a couple of hours, uh, you know, spare to set this kit up. <laughs> and fortunately for me, like I already had mountings uh, for the base stations because I think that's probably one of the most complicated parts of the setup is that, you know, you need to mount the base stations ideally up high, pointed sort of fairly pointed downwards and ideally in a corner and sort of two sort of facing each other so they can see each other because that's how they track you in the middle. Um, so that's really the most complicated part of the process. But as I had those mounts up already, I just sort of like screwed them on, powered them on, and I was pretty much good to go. Um, 
So for those of you out there that have maybe had a, a Vive before, or a Vive Pro or a Pimax, it's going to be simple for you guys. If you're if you're moving maybe from a Rift, then you're just going to have to think about where you're going to mount these base stations uh, because you don't get any like stands. You get little mounts, but that are designed to be screwed onto the wall. Yeah. Uh, but you don't get any like stands. You can buy no. like uh, light stands, which have that sort of thread on the top that you can use. Mm. Uh, but that is something. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny that the the original trailer that Valve released on Steam for the HTC Vive, you see people playing and they just put it on their shelf. They on just, the shelf, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, here on the shelf, done. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, have, I don't even have a shelf. No, exactly. And I think we'll touch more on this later, but, you know, really, uh, this is a headset that you're going to want a dedicated room for that is permanently set up for this headset, yeah. right? You know, mm. it, it, it's like now we've seen a shift in VR, you know, with the Rift S, you can kind of move it from room to room, quickly do a, a Guardian with your pass-through yeah. camera, and you're set up and good to go. It's so simple. This is obviously a more permanent feature, and you're going to need this in a dedicated room. Um, but I think this is because... It's aimed at more of the enthusiast, which I'm going to touch more on in a bit. Um, but other than sort of saying at the base stations, you know, you plug it in with a display port, USB 3, uh, and also power. Uh, you need three of those things to the headset itself. Uh, place the uh, the sort of controllers on charge with the supplied USB-C cable, and um, you're pretty much good to go. You know, if you've got Steam VR installed already, like I say, you're upgrading from another headset, you'll be familiar with the setup process because you just run through the Steam VR room setup. Um, however, I have to say, like, having used uh, the Rift S uh, for setting it up, like, you know, using the pass-through cameras and just tracing your outline. Yeah. It does seem a bit antiquated now that you have to trace it and you can't see it. You, you trace it by carrying the headset around. You have to physically mm. walk around your play space with a controller again. <laughs> uh, it's a shame that they don't it utilize. Has, yeah, it has cameras to see through, right? It, so maybe they will update that? I hope so. I really hope so, yeah. But then again, like I say, you know, this is more for the enthusiast level. So, so enthusiasts don't need to see how they set it up. Yeah. It's also kind of silly, right? You're, you're pro already, and if you're not, then you need <laughs> to learn how they, to They can pro. just do it blind. They're like, you know, enthusiasts, they, they don't have to see anything. They just set it up. They just click, and then, yeah. bam, done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I was up and running within maybe like 20, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, so pretty okay. quick, really. Mm. Um, didn't have any issues with setup. Uh, so that was pretty good. And one of the first things I noticed when you put the headset on, and I'll sort of like bring it a little bit closer to the camera so you can see it a little bit more, which is just here. Um, but basically the, the, the headset is, um, is very comfortable. There's one thing that I noticed straight off the bat, and I thought the Rift S was pretty comfortable. Uh, but this headset, I would say, yeah. uh, even beats the Rift S in. in it showed comfort. it back. Because the back, it's like really gripping, gripping, like it's almost like grabbing the back of your neck. I haven't really experienced that with any other headset. It's it's very yeah. round. It's, it's lowering yeah, like right. the, the center of gravity probably by like hooking behind like the base of your skull more. So if you do that, yeah. then you can actually like lean on this a little bit oh, yeah. more, which means like the, the weight of the front gets like a bit removed. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. It does cup the back of your head more and the material that they've used is very soft and comfortable and it's kind of got like some sort of like, almost like a, feels like a gel pack behind it almost. It's kind of got that sort of gel sort mm -hmm. of feeling like a, like a face pad or something. Like almost like, you know, those night uh, gel face pads that so, sort of people wear sometimes to bed. It kind of feels like that. So it's very, very comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was really great. Um, 
The second biggest thing that sort of struck me when I put the headset on was that the um, the lenses are actually pretty big, uh, as you can see here, and they're actually uh, canted five degrees outwards. Um, and you've got this dial at the side, which is uh, just here, where you can move it in and out. I'll try and show you that on camera. It's kind of difficult because the movements are very small. I don't know if you can see yeah, that yeah, very yeah, clearly, yeah. but um, but basically that sort of minuscule movement makes a huge difference to your field of view <laughs> um, because basically it pushes these lenses like right up against your eyeballs. And I mean mm. like right up against your eyeballs. Into um, your eyeballs. Exactly. Depends on what eyeballs you have, but my eyeballs were hugging it and I like it. Yeah, I think I think if it works for you, it's great. It works for me, so it's great. But I think if you've got like long, luscious lashes, like me, you know, lucky you, uh, like like Rowdy, then you might feel that they might touch them. So you might have to trim your eyelashes. Might have to trim your eyelashes. Uh, but also, this might be a problem for people that wear glasses. Uh, oh yeah, because um, you know when you bring that field of view very close to your eyes, doesn't leave really any space for glasses. Of course, you can dial it back but you lose that wide field of view. So you don't get an adapter in the box that allows you to extend. No. So I, I wear glasses in VR. Well, I wear, I have prescription inserts for both the Rift S and the Quest, mm. which are from Widmo VR, which I think are really great. Um, but I think unless Widmo VR do a prescription insert for this headset, uh, I'm not going to risk wearing my glasses mm. in here because I don't want to scratch the lenses of my glasses or the headset. Mm. Um, yeah, so you can't slide it out. You can only move the, the, the lenses itself. So there's no button on the side that you can pull as far as I know, right? Um, no. So you, you can move the, the lenses uh, forwards and backwards. So it does provide space. But like yeah. I say, you lose field of view, which kind of defeats I your I do also need to say that, of course, like Zim is not here. Um, hey, no offense, Zim, but he has a, quite a big nose, as you may know. <laughs> and what I felt when I was adjusting it that it started to squeeze my nose as well, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think if you have a bigger nose, then there is a limit to that. Where it's like, oh, now my nose is like, you could, I think if you, if you, if you keep on like dialing it, I think your nose would get stuck between those two <laughs> lenses. I think you can already squeeze it that hard where you can't take it off anymore. So I, I, I had that issue with the, the Pimax, you know, the lenses, with my IPD yeah. being so low that they kind of sit on the bridge of my nose. I don't yeah. have that issue with this. It does have these nice little nose flaps, which kind of oh, take out a little yeah. bit of the nosebleed. And I see a sensor as well. So when you put it on, it turns itself automatically on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's got a manual IPD adjustment, so you can make sure it's uh, sort of hey. fits your, your face, which is great. <laughs> how far does it and, go? Um, how far does it go? This interface, uh, I'm not sure exactly how far it goes. I, is, uh, is it finally a headset that I can use or no? I would say so, yeah, because we yeah. both got small IPDs. Let me look um, it up. But uh, yeah, this interface, it just pops on using magnets, which I think is a really nice touch. Although there's no Velcro on this, so you have to replace the whole interface. But I'm sure VR Cover will do their own version of this. Yeah. Um, but it just uh, simply clips on, which is super nice. Um, other things that are great, I love the audio. Um, we should talk about the audio because I think that is a really standout feature of this headset. Like, it's it's... It's incredible. It really is incredible. Um, you know, the, the bass that these headphones can deliver, um, bearing in mind they don't actually touch your ears at all, is, mm. is really great. Like, if you love Beat Saber, holy crap, you know, mm -hmm. the music really sort of resonates uh, using this headset. It's very, yeah. very loud. It's, um, it's like a, a, what I said last time was like, it's like a waterfall that streams into your ear and mm -hmm. nothing else can, can come in between anymore. If someone outside is talking to you, Mm. And you're playing on, let's say, full, you know, uh, then then you don't hear anything. 
you don't hear anything, no, for sure. The spatial audio is really great. Um, the microphone in this headset as well is freaking amazing. Like, I was so impressed with it. Like, I, I just set it up uh, to record, like, Aperture Lab. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to use the built-in audio. Um, and, like, I was like, holy crap, this is the best uh, microphone I've ever heard in any VR headset. Way better even than the original Rift, which I also thought was pretty great. Uh, so if you like your audio, <laughs> this is a great headset to get for that. So you're going to talk into it now with the podcast as well? Yeah, like exactly. You did with the Rift S a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least you won't be able to notice them. Yeah. Um, They're saying in the chat. By I, the way, I just uh, by the way looked up the IPD. Uh, okay. Yeah. The IPD is uh, fifty-eight to seventy. I still right. won't be able to so, use it then perfectly. <laughs> I'm still below that. What? what what's your I, IPD? I thought then, mine Robbie? was fifty-seven point six. Oh no! It, it should be. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have any issues I'm, with I'm it. I'm using the Rift S, and I I don't really have an issue with it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, it's really great. And, and like, you know, when you have the field of view uh, dialed in, um, you know, and you've got this, uh, you know, panel in there now, the LCD one, it looks super sharp and clear. Of course, you can still see the screen door effect if you really look for it, just like any headset on the market right now. So it's not completely disappeared, but it is minimal. Um, but there's one thing that I didn't like so much about the lenses, and that is that God rays are almost back again you know it's like i'd almost forgotten about god rays with the rift s because i don't really experience them in the rift s or the quest so much but um i did notice them using the the index which is a bit of a shame yeah. um but other than that you know the display is great it's interesting because you can run it at like 80 hertz 90 hertz 120 hertz and 144 hertz but if you if you want to run it at 144 you're going to need a badass gpu uh, because even running it on a 2080 Ti, which is overclocked and water-cooled, mm. uh, super OP, um, I can only just about manage to maintain stable sort of frame rates mm. uh, playing Beat Saber, and that's sort of dialing down the super sampling a bit to sort of around yeah. 1.0 in-game and, and in Steam. Uh, but, but the thing is, when you play Beat Saber and it's running at 144 hertz, holy crap, it's freaking amazing. <laughs> like... I, I didn't notice it at first, um, the difference it was making. And then I used the app, which I talk about, I talked about earlier on, which was FPS VR. So I was looking at what frame rate I was actually getting and it wasn't 144. So I was like, this must be something wrong here. So that's when I dialed back the super sampling, which was set at default at like 1.7 in, in, in Beat Saber. And it was like 1.5 in Steam. So as soon as yeah. I dialed those two back, like, holy crap, it, it, it really is a night and day difference. And certainly for Beat Saber with the blocks coming at you at speed, it just smooths everything out. It's like, it's like, everything's so butter smooth and it almost feels like you're cheating in a way it's almost like you've got superpowers you can see the blocks better so that was really great and that was a really surprising feature but again if people are interested in uh, would you would you if people are interested in, in, in why that is important then uh, we made a, a video about that not that long ago about why refresh rate matters yeah. so much in vr so uh, go check uh, go yeah. check that out yeah. Would you get addicted to this to this uh you know frame rate? Is it like whoa? I I like if I if I play enough of of, of these kind of like games, I don't want to go back anymore. No, it's not that significant. It's nice, but it's not must have. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. like if I never experienced 144 hertz again in VR, I wouldn't be like oh my life is over. But oh, okay. it, it, it's just nice. And and I think to be honest, in some games, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Mm. In Beat Saber, I think because you've got this like lateral movement, yeah, and of these fast blocks coming towards you, it makes a big uh, difference. Mm. Um, but again, you know, it, it's yeah. not like a killer feature that I would say you need to buy a, a Valve Index for this feature. Okay. Um, so what else can I talk about? Um, oh, there, the there is. There is a yeah. So this little plate here, 
It's uh, just it's a, a fingerprint magnet, by the way. <laughs> you can probably see my fingerprints all over it already. Yeah. But it's like an opaque little plastic uh, screen, which then covers the uh, the frunk, which is like a Tesla term, which is like a front trunk. And uh, that is a little space to uh, add little accessories and modifications. It's got a USB 3.0 port right there. Um, and we've seen some interesting uh, accessories like uh, little LCD screens, LED screens that people have used to sort of have like little Knight Rider uh, lights mm-hmm. going on behind the background, which you can see through the opaque screen. So <laughs> that's kind of nice. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what the community does with this because I think they're going to bring out some wow. awesome little accessories. Yeah. So when I spoke to Brandon, when I was at stress level zero, he said that they put some uh, vans on it. Uh, yeah. Blow that. That's also nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's a good good reason to put fans on it because um, in this hot weather, this headset gets pretty fucking warm. Um, yeah. And, you know, I don't know if it's warmer than any other headset. <laughs> Maybe it's just because we do have some freak hot weather right now. Yeah. Uh, but it does feel like the headset is hot. Like even yeah. now in standby mode, it feels a bit warm. Um, nice. But... Um, so let's talk about the controllers then, because I think that is really That's one of the, what it's all the, about. The, the standout thing about this headset. Because I think yeah. as nice as the headset is, if you've used a Vive Pro before, um, or you've used um, maybe even a Pimax, you know, you might not be that blown away with the visuals. Um, but I think it just nails everything really well. Like everything they've done in this headset is executed well and to a high standard, which is typical of Valve. Um, and you obviously, uh, you, you pay a premium for that. <laughs> yeah. But I think the the only thing that I think is game changing or worth investing the additional money into is the controllers right now because they are different from everything else that's on the market. Um, so with these controllers, this is the first time I ever used them when it arrived. I never used them previous to this. I do have baby sized hands, by the way, so I was worried about how the well they would fit my hands. Uh, but you can actually adjust um, the fit quite easily by pushing this in. You actually push this little clip in. I don't know if I can do this. Hmm. Trying to do it yeah. backwards. Oh, there you go. And then you can just move it. Those so are pen- big. Like those. Those are big controllers. Anyway, they're big. Big controllers for sure. Oh, yeah. um, and then you basically pull the little uh, sort of lasso at the bottom. It tightens up, and then it's basically fixed to your hands. And then here you've got a pad which has got capacitive touch sensors in. And then each individual finger is tracked. Obviously, the index finger is tracked on the trigger rather than the pad. Um, but that actually works surprisingly well. Very responsive, very comfortable to use and wear. And like I said, in the val- in, in the sort of cloud head aperture lab uh, hand lab experience, worked very well. It's very nice. You can sort of do yeah. gestures that you couldn't I, do in VR before. I think that I think the the most impressive about these controllers is not the finger tracking, but more the fact that you have hands free. Yes, I think that's so nice. I think that's for me. That's the 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 best reason to get these controllers because you don't have to hold them anymore it's like they're just kind of stuck on your yeah and and actually i was i was used to that before i got the knuckles because i bought the mammoth grips for mm. both the quest and the rift s uh, and that uses a similar strap system where the controller is attached to your hand um and it makes actually using the uh the, the quest and the rift s controllers much more comfortable in my opinion um so if you kind of want to replicate this kind of setup with the quest or the rift s go and check out the mammoth grips i highly recommend them um but yeah the controllers are pretty great um although i think the biggest issue for me with this whole headset is that you know yeah everything about it is nice the controllers are nice. It, it's freaking expensive, and can you I, know, really. Can I say something still about the controls? Because sure. uh, I went over to uh, to Kaz and Cherry's place as well, and they had like the the old controllers and the new controllers as well. Uh, and I tried them, and I did have an issue with them. Um, just trying them out, 
very minor. Maybe it's my my weird kind of hands, but there is a stress point. Um, uh, and it's something mm-hmm. that, that Zim has mentioned before as well with like, he's, he's like wondering like with the band on the back, like with long-term use, how that will, how that will be. And I had a stress point in between um, the, basically those two fingers here on the edge, which means that, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you bend your fingers, it's almost impossible to like bend every finger single, uh, like there are other mm-hmm. fingers will bend as well. And what, what I had is that when I closed my hand and I opened it back up, I got like a, a twitch every time in my finger, which was which felt really oh. weird when I when I did that. I don't know if it's like I mean I tried adjusting it and Kaz and Cherry looked at it as well, but you could really see my, my, my hand was like a twitching every time that I that I did that kind of thing. So there is like a with yeah. the with the with the strap there is like some kind of stress point that is hitting my hand in particular. I don't know of any other people. I don't know if you uh, noticed that uh, with uh, with the controller, but I, it felt I, really weird I think, for me I think on the... these two fingers. It's. I think it's tricky to because you're always having to pull this string, so it's kind of hard to find the right mm-hmm. spot. I think mm-hmm. like adjusting. It's almost like Valve needs to make a tutorial on how to do it properly, mm-hmm. uh, because that would help people out a lot. I yeah, don't know at, if there was at, a manual first... in the box, Mike, that told you mm-hmm. on how to properly do it, but I think that would help. Yeah, there was a, a man, like a quick start guide in the box that showed you how to adjust them as well, which was useful. Um, but yeah, this 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 headset and bundle, like you know, just to sort of give you some advice out there, if people are considering this headset, like it is super nice, but I think it is really high end. It's really for the enthusiast, like the enthusiast uh, VR gamer that has tried VR, many maybe bought other VR headsets before in the past, looking for like like an upgrade. I think it's going to be great for those. Uh, whether I'd recommend it for VR newcomers as a first VR headset, I don't think so because I think it's a lot of money to invest in something you've never tried before. Um, so yeah, I think it's expensive, but also just be aware that if you're buying it as an upgrade from Rift, uh, I know that that Road to VR did an article recently saying that you know this is like a great headset to use with Oculus content. Uh, I was actually really disappointed because the games that I tried uh, using Revive just didn't work. Um, I wanted to play Vader Immortal because I've been playing it a lot on Rift, uh, Rift S, and I, I'm really sort of like grinding to get all the the medals uh, in the dojo because I, I've been having a lot of fun with that. And I wanted to continue playing that on the, the Index, but uh, when I load up the game, I get some weird visual artifacts uh, that make it unplayable. Um, and then Fuji, I, I had on my Oculus account, but I tried to play with the index and it just doesn't load. Um, so I wouldn't rely on it as a headset if you're coming from the Oculus platform as like a, a headset that you'll use to play, you know, Asgard's Wrath or Stormland, because there's no guarantee that it's going to be compatible with those games. Also, the thing Mike... is also with Revive, it needs to pick up some steam too, because Valve Index is just new. Uh, Vel- like Revive is not an official thing it's just someone made this mod to have an open vr you know platform yeah. and i think it's great revive is always welcome yeah. um but i mean you buy it for the native uh, games it's the same with like uh when you buy an oculus rift with with touch you also are not going to play the valve index titles mm-hmm. so like you buy it for the native stuff but if you yeah. want more, yeah, then you can still do it. And some games might work. Also, Mike, yeah. uh, you're, I think you're, you're kind don't. of pissing people off. Like, uh, there's a lot of people in the chat saying, I'm an enthusiast. <laughs> I didn't order a Valve Index. <laughs> but now I, I, know yeah, course, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I think it's aimed at that market, though. Yeah. You know, it's not aimed at the enthusiasts who are like loaded. Rift S's, for example. 
But but the biggest thing is, you know, and I touched on it briefly there about Revive is that I think that's the most disappointing thing about this headset and controller bundle is because, you know, other than the Aperture hand lab experience, we don't have any amazing new games to don't take you think advantage that is of the a hardware. Mistake? That, that, that is a f- Didn't you expect now with this Valve Index launching that they would release at least one of the Valve titles that they've been working on? Like something yeah. proper? Since yeah. well, oh, what yeah. is the like content now that you're going to be with... playing with it? Yeah, and I, I think that's the big mm. disappointment. Like, Even if we had Boneworks, I'd be super happy with that. Um, but, of course, that's not made by Valve. But, um, you know, one big Valve title would have made everyone happy. But I think, you know, it's a bit just disappointing. You, you've invested a lot of money in this hardware, and you don't really have anything to take full advantage of it. And the games that do have index support are generally games that we've already played. And because I say this is aimed at the enthusiast market, chances are you've already played these games once before already. Yeah. There's no reason really to play super hot again just because you've got index support in there, and, and that is, even though I love that and game. And that is, again, like the main reason why I said that I, I didn't want to pre-order one because, I mean, my, my channel is all about content. And I want to play new kind of titles. I want to experience mm. new things. But with the with the Valve Index, as long as there's not like content that is like fully supporting, and I know that like games will probably update to it. But what, what I'm still worried about is, uh, are developers going to make different con- control schemes for every kind of VR title that they're making? Because I, I can tell you straight away that if, I mean, if you look at the market, like the best titles are often Oculus supported, and Oculus is not gonna put any money in developing for the Valve Index controllers. Not even if it's if it's easy to do, not if it's cheap, not if it's... No, they're going to make sure that it first works on their headset, and then it will probably get Valve Index support later on. So mm. I, I am a little bit worried about that. That are, I mean, with, with the Oculus Touch, you saw that as well. You have like already some form of finger tracking in there, but mm. a lot of titles mm. don't really use that because it also needs mm. to work on the HC Vive, which still well, uses the, the one thing controllers. Is, the thing is, Valve needs to invest into content, content exactly. first, and then it might go by itself. Exactly. But it's this—that's what Oculus is doing. And when mm. you really nail it, then you create what PlayStation VR did, where it just works by itself. Yeah. Mm. But they have to invest into it. Um, but right now, you buy an index not for the content. Um, yeah. You yeah. buy it to but why have do you buy maybe it, a new then? daily driver headset. Um, but I think that if they do bring out one of these three VR titles, and they are, you know, using those famous IPs or they are getting hyped up, then there will be people getting triggered to buy it. Still prosumers, though, enthusiasts, because this is crazy Mm -hmm. expensive. If I uh, would make a recommendation now after trying the Valve Index is what I would do is, like, most of the hype of this whole Valve thing was around the Knuckles controllers, not the headset. The headset came later, and then it automatically got hyped with the rest of the stuff. Mm. But in the end, the controllers was the thing that people got excited for. And you should still be uh, excited about yeah. those because it has a lot of potential. Um, it's a good investment, I would say. But honestly, I would just you know buy those controllers and then buy like secondhand uh, base stations, buy a secondhand Vive. Like the original Vive is not that expensive anymore. Mm. but uh, it's it's all about the controllers in the end, as Mike said. If they start using it to their full potential, but on the other side, we can you know we can slam Valve uh, with that. But then on the other side, I play my, with my touch controllers, and 
I haven't played much that is using those controllers at their full potential either. So there's no one yeah. that only PlayStation knows. They knows how to use their mm. gamepad to their full potential and the moves. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So so in my opinion, like um, I think it's a great headset. I'm likely going to be using it a lot more um, from a content creation standpoint because you know with 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 a, a Steam VR headset, you get a wider field of view for recording, which is nicer for your audience. Uh, the built-in audio is uh, really great. The microphone is fantastic, which is great again for content creation, and it's so freaking comfortable. So for those reasons alone, I think I'm you know I'm going to continue to use it. I just will be disappointed if um, you know I can't play Stormland or Asgard's Wrath with this headset because I'd like to play it with this headset, but I, I've got a feeling that you know for some some it's going to be off, so I have to go back to the Rift oh. S, which isn't a bad thing, but you know it'd be just nice oh. to have one headset that's, that I use. That's what what I said before. It's hard to jump from one platform to yeah. the other because Oculus has has this this closed ecosystem where mm. it only works with their hardware and you could play with other hardware but it's never going to be the same as there are some games that just don't use that much mapping and controllers and mm. then you can do it but in the end it's hard to use revive for everything yeah um, and you have of course the luxury to jump from one headset to the other most people just buy this headset and that's it and then they have yeah. to live on like water and bread for ages i still think it would be nice so, if eventually there would come like a unified control system and you get like third parties that are making controllers yeah. that would then work eventually for all of them yeah. but since we're still figuring out like how control should work in vr since we have already so many different right. controllers even though we like only like just in we have the vive mm -hmm. ones we have the pimax controllers we have the 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 knuckles yeah. so we have uh, the oculus touch the yeah. new oculus touch <laughs> It's like it's like having a Ferrari. This is basically the Ferrari of the VR world. Basically, it, it, it it's very extravagant. It's very expensive. It gives you a great experience. But you know, like a you know a, a Nissan is going to still get you from A to B. Do you know what I mean? It's still a car at the end of the day. It's the same thing. Like well, the it, Ferrari a... just needs some good fuel at the moment. That that's what it needs. Yeah. Um, and and you know we did have some some uh, announcements. You know, Vertigo Two is coming. I think that that's going to be a super awesome yeah. uh, game. Of course, we have Boneworks. Uh, yeah. We also had Ski Jump from uh, VR Unicorns. Shout out to them. Uh, no Man's Sky, I think, is going to be No Man's Sky. No Man's yeah. Sky. Um, but yeah, as I said, Valve needs to uh, throw some uh, some money into yeah. the into the arena. Yeah. I think. Yeah, um, but I don't know what their you know um, target was in the end. Maybe they were just like we we create the headset, and it's mm. up to the rest to do whatever they want to do with yeah. it. It's always. Uh, but a I don't bit think like... it will. It will. Uh, be able to live mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that exactly uh, it's we'll it's always a little bit that. dangerous like with valve hardware because they're they're such a big company that they can afford to make a product and then eventually just stop supporting it because yeah it didn't work out the yeah, way they but, did it but gabe newell really believes in vr oh, yeah. and he's also of course he has also been very skeptical about it that's why it took so long for them to actually make a headset but that, does, so that doesn't do take away that, that they they're releasing make a headset one. for many reasons yeah so one final thing I will say about this headset as well is, um, you know, it's not been bug free either. Like I have had some bugs uh, where the headset isn't detected when I start Steam VR, um, and like it it cut out during uh, a game as well, and that's connected straight to my PC. I'm not using any extension cables. I haven't experimented with that yet. Um, so just like you know every other headset on the market, it has its little quirks yeah. that you have to work around. That's but normal. you know if you're into VR, you'll probably know yeah. that by and, now. And 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 so and and software wise. Does it is it still the same as HTC Vive yeah. and uh, any 
yep uh, you know I, I would highly recommend uh, like this, that fps vr app and i would highly recommend also installing the advanced steam settings plugin mm-hmm. uh, so you can adjust the super sampling on the fly um i think that, that those make a big difference but that's the, that's the difference with a headset like this is you're really starting to get into like tweaking settings and and optimizing mm-hmm. your experience and really the average user just wants to put on a headset yeah. and enjoy some vr they don't want to have to go through that yeah, that, no. that hassle so that's why i say that this mm-hmm. is a, an enthusiast level headset and i'm oh, yeah. sure uh they're gonna love it and there's that a, another problem as well um valve announced three new games and we all know that they have a big problem with the number three <laughs> so i hope we don't Huge. need to wait as long on this number three than on the other number threes yeah so. yeah and and gabe newell even uh, you know if you saw the video of the the valve index launch party he even <laughs> laughed and joked about the fact that they're still you know memes going around the internet about half-life 3 so but i was you know like the maybe actually maybe this party is also giving us an idea of what valve wants with this headset because this party they had was was a close party no you know no big announcement has been made that 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 moment but they just had this close party where it's like yeah. okay we have this headset we believe in it we don't need to like they they weren't pushing like crazy mm-hmm. at all you know they just have the headset out there not much marketing has been made because we know valve they just put it on the front page and that's all they have to do um yeah i don't know i i hope they uh they invest into some develop like developers and i think they already did because you know vertigo 2 like they they have been really supporting devs for ages now even when when onward was around where they offered uh who what is his name again um who made on yeah they offered him an office space as well so they Mm -hmm. They do support developers, but I think there is a lot going on behind the scenes we don't see. So for us now, it feels kind of empty. Yeah. But I, I, I like it needs it needs content. That's it. Yeah. It Agreed. just needs content. So hopefully that's going to uh, to happen soon, yeah. maybe in the in the upcoming weeks. If there um, is content, and, uh, then uh, I'll definitely join the join yeah. the club. But uh, yeah. at the moment, and I'm still. Are, if you know. if you. If you scroll through the Steam store now, you can already filter on Valve Index. So there are some some cool titles to play, but it's also concerning to see all this this shuffleware again that I don't want to play on this high-end headset because it would ruin the experience for me. So yeah. I, I I really hope Valve is going to filter out the store a bit more and 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 really you know moderate it. They need to moderate it. Yeah. Is anyone in the chat sort of um, had experience with the headset or are they interested in it or what are they sort of their sort of feedback on what I've said? Any sort of mixed uh, reactions? Um, Yeah, we got Chris, for example, saying that uh, $1,000 is nothing if you plan on using it for more than three years, which I absolutely think you can because I'm still using the original Vive. Yeah, maybe maybe that is a good reason that if you if you indeed want to upgrade from the original Vive, then uh, three-year lifespan is maybe uh maybe maybe good yeah yeah so if, if you've got any questions about the index or any of the topics we've discussed today then ask now um, and i'll just quickly yeah. recap the show times okay um so just a reminder this is a weekly vr ar and mr talk show live streamed every saturday on youtube facebook and on twitch you can tune into the show live at 7 p.m in europe 6 p.m in the uk and 12 midday in central us you can also check out the audio version which is available on itunes soundcloud and on anchor Someone is asking about this virtual link adapter. <laughs> yes, so I did order that. Um, it's not arrived yet. It, it's going to arrive later. Um, so basically, I don't know if I can show you because I don't know if it will reach. Uh, let me see if I can. Um, but basically, I don't think, no, you can't see that. So basically, there's a little um, 
link box, like a link in the cable that has got a proprietary connector. You basically just disconnect that, put the new one on with the virtual link, and then you can connect it directly to your, your virtual link enabled uh, graphics card. It's like a little breakout box. Very tight. It's basically just a plug. It's just basically a plug, inline plug in the cable. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you would replace the three, uh, you know, the power USB and DisplayPort to one single uh, USB-C connector for mm-hmm. for Virtual Link, which will be super nice, and that's why I ordered it. Um, yeah, we got some uh, some comments on the uh, on the guard rays as well. There, uh, for example, um, we got uh, wait, where is it now? Uh, we got Fuzzy Dragon saying I mainly upgraded to get rid of guard rays, not to make them worse. Um, and he then, I believe, also returned his headset. Uh, and then we have uh, Watto UK also saying God raises a no-no. Um, oh, yeah, ma- maybe it, we should explain what, what God rays are because I see that Megan also asked about that. Yeah, so, so God rays are basically when you have a dark scene and then you have white. It's very typical of like the Oculus logo when it's loading a game. Like yeah. I really used to like that's the only place I really used to notice it when you sort of first put on the headset. Yeah. Basically, when you get like uh, the, that white, it kind of um, causes like mist, glare, like a ghosting. Effect. Yeah, yeah, like a ghosting effect. Yeah. And that's basically what it is. And because I've been using the Rift S and the Quest a lot, I've not really noticed it so much mm-hmm. recently. Um, but it was apparent using the index so let's say mm-hmm. if, if if there are too many people that say like listen this is this isn't this is not acceptable and they really make a big problem out of it could valve just you know in the factory and then i, I do i making... do think there's a way of like doing something self-formatic is by making the blacks less black uh, for example if you would mm-hmm. use more grayish tones then the contrast between the white and the black would be less i don't know if that is possible to do that self-formatic uh, but it's already yeah. less bright than, than, for example, a five, right? If the valve index, yeah, because of the LCD. Yeah. Um, but like generally, uh, God rays are a result of the lenses that they've used in the headset. Yeah. And although God rays are significantly better than like the original Vive or the original Rift, um, it's not as good, in my opinion, as the Rift S or no, the Quest no. in terms of God rays, um, just because they've used that sort of what they call no. it, uh, centric rings or whatever in the lenses. Um, it's always a thing. It's yeah. always going to be like a, you know, a positive comes with another negative. Huh? There's yeah. no ideal like every display. Every can beat each other. It's like Pokemon yeah. fighting each other all the time. It, it, it totally is. Type. Like uh, I, I said this the other day. Like uh, there isn't a perfect headset on the market right now. It just doesn't exist. No. You know, with with one headset, there will always be some sort of trade off that you have yeah. to take. Mm. Um, and you know, with this one, I think the biggest trade-off for me, and uh, in, in recommending it to other people, is the price because you know, is it really two and a half times better than yeah, you know, a Rift that, S? That was or, when I was wondering. Uh, you know, would you Windows say that, that it's better? No, I wouldn't say it's two and, two and a half, half times, times better for, than a Rift S. Uh, but then, then the enthusiast level gamer, they don't really the money isn't in, in it a factor, uh, and they have a high end PC. Yeah. And then I, I say, yeah, go for it because you, you know you haven't you're getting the best headset on the market in my opinion yeah. right now. Um, and and some people buy for the brand too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. having a Valve headset is uh, is flexing like crazy, man. Yeah, like I, I, I do. Gen- <laughs> I, know, gen- but... I do genuinely believe like it's the best headset on the market right now in terms of PC VR headsets. I, th- I, th- I felt um, quite badass when I saw the package price. and I saw like these. I saw these like portal uh, images on there. I was like, "Oh, hey, yeah. this is uh, this is different. This is." Uh... Yeah. But uh, the the in general the hype that was surrounding this is not the hype that I feel right now, but I think if they nailed that that content, like content is king in the end, then this could really take off. 
Yeah, I think agreed. that's what it needs. I think if, yeah. if if we see actually what it does next to Boneworks and things like that, like, yep. dang, this is, you got to play this because of this headset. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if it plays best on Index, then you, you're always going to have a compelling reason to buy and upgrade well, one then. The controllers know? are so unique that they don't fit into like one standard anymore. If like you no. can't really go on Oculus Home to play. Yeah. You can't. So th these controls are are in 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 a different you know ball game mm. at the moment. Yeah, but that's they, they the thing as well. well. Like when, it, like when you use Revive, like uh, in the experience that I did get to actually try and work, and it was in first contact. Mm. The gripping works yeah. just like you would expect it to work. So it does yeah. work very well, um, but it just doesn't work with every game. Re Revive is just something you need to be an explorer and test constantly. Yeah. Test like could this work? Could that work? Uh, that's that's the risk you take with that. And I think that Vive knows uh, that uh, Valve knows that as well. Like you know, they the the reason why the knockout controls became so hyped up is mainly because of that video that Boneworks released of their of their game. Because people finally mm -hmm. got like, oh, this is what you can do with it. You know, it's like this kind of this uh, is what we yeah. this is what we want. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that Vi that Valve realizes that and yeah. needs to bring out this kind of content in order to sell this headset. Yeah, it, it it shows the the power of interaction, you know, the, and the power of the power and presence you can have uh, with these kind of like controllers. Yeah, like if No Man's Sky, for example, implements it in a nice way, and it's like the headset to play No Man's Sky on, and it is as good as we all hope it's going to be, yeah. then that even that alone could be a compelling reason to buy one if that's your jam. So, yeah. if 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 that can catch up hype as a part of title, uh, then yeah, uh, I haven't really seen any part of title that really was that extremely hype. Maybe Skyrim VR was yeah. okay, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I I, I don't think uh, we're. Uh, this is the last time we're going to talk about Valve Index. Uh, Valve can, like, Valve is on, like, that's the funny part. We always kind of know what's going to happen. And because, for example, with Oculus Rift S also doesn't have much content, but we kind of know what they are working on. And here it's kind of like Valve could just be like, okay, let's release it now. Mm. Maybe next week they have three games released. Half-Life 3 yeah, and do, that 3 portal And do 3. know, they have the store. They can put this headset on the front page of the store anytime they want. They have the biggest user base ever. And they can always advertise there. And that's the thing. They have been doing that this like past couple of weeks. And and now, like if you want to order one now, if you haven't pre-ordered already, I think you have to wait till September. So they, they also built up the hype yeah. by it's reducing the supply. It's top selling yeah. above games right now. And even if it wouldn't be top selling, they could still make it look like it's top selling. So, I mean. <laughs> They're Valve. So they can do whatever <laughs> yeah, they, they want. they can do whatever they want. They can mess around. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that is the Valve Index. Uh, so I hope you guys and girls have uh, enjoyed this episode uh, of the F Reality Podcast. If you did, like I said, leave yeah. a like. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, but we'll be back next week. Hopefully Zim will be back as well. Uh, we'll be breaking him out of jail, uh, the Dutch prison that he's in right now. <laughs> so you can join us next week. But, uh, yeah, have a great week in VR. We'll see you next week. So until then, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.